Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. It is the Lord who goes. He will not leave you. Everybody say leave you. Or forsake you. He will not forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Do not fear or be dismayed. This morning, we are starting a series called Brighter Days. In church, we cannot forget that we serve a good God. We serve a good God, that He is faithful. Our bright days don't come from how we feel. We got way too many people making decisions in the moment on how they feel when feelings change. Come on. There are days I feel like a cheeseburger. Most days I feel like a cheeseburger. But there are occasional days that I want something a little different. But here's what happens with our faith, with our marriage, with our parenting, with our whatever. If we consult our feelings, then here's what will happen. It will be like the tail wagging the dog. We will always be off because our feelings are great enhancers but they're terrible navigators. They're terrible navigators. As a believer, God has made promises to us and God's going to deliver. God's going to deliver. And so over the course of this series, I want to unpack three thoughts. I'm just going to give you one today. One simple truth that we, the first thought is we need to understand that God will never leave you or forsake you. I know, and, and, and if you've been at church at any time, you're like, got it, I'm good. We need a little bit more content. We need a little bit more revelation. But I don't know if you know how many times God said that. Like, this is not the only time that God said that. And there, and I'm not even talking about the paraphrased versions that weren't word for word, but many times in the Old Testament, many times in the New Testament, God, this is a reoccurring thought for God and His people because God wants His people to know, I am not going to leave you and I'm not going to forsake you. I am not going to leave you. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not, you're not there yet. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to. Some of you are like, how long are you going to do this? Until you get it. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. How many of you have been, you, you've been married over 10 years? And don't raise your hand on this next one. Okay. But how many have actually had the thought, the feeling, my mate hates me. <laughs> Come on. Come on. My mate doesn't love me. How many of you, your parents, and you've been parents for at least over seven years, how many have ever thought, I am raising some of the most ungrateful children <laughs> in the world? Like, like, I buy them ice cream and take them to Branson. And when we're done, they're like, what's next? And I'm like, you better shut your mouth. Uh, there is nothing next for 
10 days, I want you to sing the praises of Father. I want, when I walk in, I want homage. How many of you have ever thought in your workplace, I don't know if my coworkers like me? I think my boss has something against me. I think that, and here's what happens. The reason God had to say it over and over and over and over and over and over again is because we forget. The worst thing that we can do sometimes is no theology but disconnect it from how we're really living in the moment. How we're really living in the moment. Because we know, come on, we know our wife or husband loves us. We're just working through another layer of selfishness. We know that our kids love us. We're just in a season of independence and change. And, and we, we, we know that they love us. Come on. And it doesn't need to take a major adversity for us to really realize that they love us. I remember we were when we went through the wreck, you know, our oldest son was beginning to transition into teenage. And so I was getting less hugs. And I was like, man. What's wrong with me? You know, this is my first teenager, so I'm like, what's going? We're we're not hugging like we used to. (sighs) We're not. That's my son. And then it was kind of a, I love you, Dad. Knuckles. Like I don't. If you knuckles don't feel like hugs. (laughs) You know, dap isn't the same thing as a warm and, and fuzzy. But then the wreck happened, and I'm talking about, he was, ah, I'm in a hug. I'm just like, okay, a blanket. Like, you're heavier now. You're, ah, I'm like, I can't breathe. But, ah, I'm just coming in and hug. You okay? I'm fine. I've been all fine. Just, ah, ah. I think sometimes we get heavy, and we have all these doubts and all these questions of, who really loves us and who's really in our life and who's really for us and who really cares. And over and over again, God said, I will not leave you. Come on, somebody. I will not forsake you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. And I think that we need to spend some time. Let me just give you just a few of these verses. Deuteronomy chapter 31, uh, 6. Uh, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or dread them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you, and he will not forsake you. Joshua 1.5, no man will be able to stand before you at all, all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Just come on. Just, I mean, there's countless verses in the Bible. Even Jesus kind of changed the rendition a little bit. But Matthew 28.20 20 says, teaching them deserve that all that I have commanded you. Behold, I am with you always, and even to the end of the age. It's kind of the same concept, but it's kind of a remix. It's the remix version that Jesus is like, hey, I'm going to be here. Your earthly father may have left, 
Your mom may have had issues and things that she didn't know how to work out. There may have been a boyfriend or girlfriend that, that, that abandoned you. But here is the biblical bedrock principle of Christianity is I'm not going to leave you and I'm not going to forsake you and I am for you and I am with you and even when you don't feel it don't mean I'm not working. Come on. All through the Bible, it's this idea that God desires a long-term relationship. He desires a long-term, but our thoughts and our feelings can get in the way. Where sometimes in our deepest relationships, we don't feel loved or valued or respected or appreciated at the level that we need. So we begin to doubt people's intentions. Come on. And we even do that with the Lord. We even do that with the Lord. When circumstances aren't good. Listen, at no, no point in this three-part series of Brighter Days, am I trying to add whipped cream to our lives and act like this is the Disney Channel? The truth of the matter is there are hard things that we are walking through. But I believe that you can walk through them. I don't believe that they have to oppress you. All throughout the New Testament, Paul begins to write about uh, hardships and persecution and how we go and we're perplexed and crushed and all of these moments that happen. All of us have stuff going on. Come on, in real time. But the truth of the matter is, you're not alone. And I think there's three thoughts that I want to really dive down on in this one overarching concept. Uh, the concept is we have to understand that God will never leave us and forsake us. But I, but I want to spend the remainder of our time talking about three thoughts. God is moving. God is with us. And God will not abandon us. That's what the Bible just says. God is moving. God is moving. Here's what it says in Deuteronomy 31.8. The Lord who goes before you. God ain't tired. God don't have no Charlie horse. God's breathing isn't elevated. God is moving. He's moving. He's moving on your life right now. He's moving. I know you feel like you're stuck, but you ain't stuck, baby. Come on. God is moving. God is doing something. God is in, uh, uh, before you. And sometimes in a relationship, especially with a, a young child and a parent, I always remembered how fast I wanted to walk and how their stride couldn't keep up. And so I'm like, let's go. And the kids are like, <laughs> you know, like, like they, they couldn't keep up. And, and I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? And the kid's like, ah. <laughs> and, and my wife's like, they have little legs. And I'm like, grow, baby. And I feel like sometimes we don't feel like God is there when actual God is before us making a way where the Bible says there was no way. There was no way. And God is chopping and making and orchestrating. And you're like, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And he's like, hey, over here. You got to keep coming. You got to keep walking. I don't stop. 
I will love you. I will encourage you. But make no mistake about it. There is a plan, and if you're serving me, you're in it. Discipleship is not a program. We believe that every one of you have another step. And I don't know how far you're going to go, but I am telling you, there's another step. For some of you, it was, I'm just going to decide to get up and go to church regularly. I've never been to church two days in my, two Sundays in a row in my life. And I'm going to just be there. Step. And so we're thinking, I did it! And that, as soon as you take that step, hey, you know what? We want you to go through framework. Ah, oh, no, so you wrestle with it for three or four months. I don't know. And then the, the, the pink twin ladies are up here, and they're like encouraging you. And it's like, yes, if they can do it, I'm going to do it. And so it's like, yes, it's cool. I'm going to do it. And they go, and, and, and you do it because they were so nice. They talked you into it. When the other guys came up, they were scary. And so you did it. Oh, finally, oh, I'm doing things I've never done before. I'm actually going to church. I'm serving. I have a blue T-shirt. I've never had a blue T-shirt from any other church. It's crazy. And then we want you to tithe. Oh, dear God, I think I'm stopping. You know what I'm saying? And then it's the wrestle with, okay, I'll give a dollar. No, that's not enough. Why is it not? Ten percent. Ten. Give. Tithe. Give. Oh, okay, I'll do it. Oh, whoo. Now we want you to be a leader. What are you talking about? I can't even lead myself. I can't even lead myself. You don't know what I said last night. In fact, me and my wife are mad at each other right now. We just made a covenant that we wouldn't show it in front of you. Come on, help me. And, I, 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 and then we go again. And finally we step into leadership. And then it's like, oh my God, you've done all this work on you. And you're expecting God to do all this work on other people. You step into leadership and they won't show up. You're like, you finally got me here. What's wrong with everybody else? Come on, help me. It's a process, and what I'm telling you is there is another step for you, sir. There's another step for you, ma'am. There's another step for you, and it's not based on age. It's not based on IQ. It's not based on anything, but there's a calling of God in your life, and God is expecting for there to be less of you. Come on, somebody, and more of him, and less of you, and more of him, and less of you, and more of him. That's why we like all of our older people in this church. Wow, you guys are I feel like you're friendly. I don't feel like you judge me. I, f I feel like you, like you legitimately, like know I'm struggling, but that's okay. And that's because we've done it. Like there ain't no thought that you've thought that everybody else hadn't thought. <laughs> it's funny. This summer, I was uh, talking to this young and married young married couple. They'd only been married like six months. And she comes up to, after church. She comes up to me and she goes, I need to tell you something. And I was like, okay. And she was like, 
you're going to be shocked. And I was like, what? And I was like, do I need to get my wife? We're fighting. And I was like, (laughs) we are too. (laughs) The truth is, you thought that you were the only one? The, the difference is those that get over it, humble themselves, repent, forgive, don't consult their feelings, make a decision. Come on, somebody. Come on, help me. Help me. Listen. Listen. As we move forward, God is moving. God is with us. God is moving. God is with us. Can I, can I tell you that God cares? Can I tell you that God goes before us? As we are walking, as you're walking the floors of your house at night, trying to stress out over something you have no control over, God is moving. When Adam and Eve fell into sin, God moved. Every time the children of Israel rebelled, God moved. How do we know God moved? God sent priests. God sent judges. God sent kings. God sent his son. God has always been moving to help restore, come on, his people. Always. When Saul, King Saul, turned away from God because he cared more about what the people thought than his obedience to the Lord, God started moving with David. Come on, God is always moving. God is with us. There is in those moments of loneliness that you feel like nobody understands and nobody gets it and I'm all alone and I'm judged and people are looking at me. God is, the Bible says that he is there with you. In the nights that you, they never seem to end where there are tears and headaches, Jesus is present. You know, When we studied Jesus' life with the disciples, it was not, I need to be away from you. It was, I came to be with you. Jesus did not leave to build the organization. Jesus stepped back to make sure he was connected with the Father. But Jesus did life with his 12. So the idea that God does not want to be with you that may be more background than truth. That may be more of your history than his story. Come on, does this make sense? The last thing is that God will not abandon you. God doesn't run out. God doesn't throw his hands up and go, Dead gummit! I have helped you for this long. I am done. You, I, there is no hope for you. You are, a, I'm telling you, I've created a lot of people, but you just suck. Like, that's not God. So you got to read the story. When Peter sinned and denied Jesus, Jesus calls to him when Peter is on the boat and he says, have you caught any fish? And there was no dialogue of, listen, we can restore this relationship, but I need to deal with some things real quick. It was just, come, be where you're supposed to be. I love you.
I got a plan for you. Here's the thing that you need to know. The Bible calls us stiff-necked. You will not thrive in life, in a relationship, in our church. You will not thrive. Listen, if your heart is so heavy that you become disconnected. You can't. The enemy, listen, listen to this. Y'all look at me, look at me. The enemy loves to disconnect. He tried to disconnect Adam and Eve from the presence of God. He's always been trying to disconnect. And when you feel that disconnection, you need to know that the enemy is beginning to whisper in your ear because the enemy loves to divide. It doesn't mean that there wasn't wrongs done. But as believers, we should be able to reconcile and move on. Does this make sense? That, that's how it is. God is not going to abandon you. God doesn't throw his hands up. Come on, God sent the Holy Spirit. And I would encourage you as we walk through this for the next three weeks, I would encourage you to begin to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because I'm telling you, you need power to live this life. Here's the thing. On vacation, we had some great chocolate milk. Anybody a chocolate milk fan? Come on, be honest. Okay, sweet. I know that this is probably not paleo, uh, but um, I really don't know what's on the diets at all. My wife does. But let me ask you this thought. How many of y'all like a lot of chocolate? Let's just be honest. Like, like you're like inundation. You're like chocolate, like, like all the way. It's funny. When I buy something like this at my house, it is literally gone in a day. And I'm like, for real? For real? Like, that's way too much. Okay, that's not chocolate milk. That, that's whatever next level. Okay, so here's the thing. This is the thought I want to give you. Okay, 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 okay. All right, let me ask you this question. Y'all look at me, come on, come on, hey. When is it chocolate milk? What? So, so was it chocolate milk instantly? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Do you think that it tastes like chocolate milk right now? It has everything that it needs, but until it is stirred, stop it. Until it is stirred, the taste will not be different. And I believe that many of you are holding Something, I am really focused on this. <laughs> tastes like milk. Just tastes like plain, ordinary milk. It's just warm, warm milk. How many, any of y'all do milk at night? Be honest. I got a little warm milk. Okay, girl, go ahead. <laughs> this tastes like milk, but... There is something far better. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get my preach on. 
<laughs> there is something far better if I begin to stir up those things that God has deposited in my life. All of a sudden, what was just milk, come on, becomes a little sweeter, becomes a little better. And so here's the deal. Maybe it's not a church problem. Maybe you need to pray. Maybe you need to spend some time with the Lord. Oh, my goodness. Ne nectar of the gods right here. Okay. <laughs> Maybe... It's not everybody else, but maybe it, come on, does that make sense? Help me. You got to stir it. Oh my, it's like a seven brew. <laughs> Woo! I can't wait till next service. All right, listen. Revelation settles. You can know a lot, but be practicing very little. You got to stir it up. You got to stir it up. No, the Bible says you got to take captive your thoughts. I want to destroy them, but I won't, and I'm going to love them. I, I, I remember what, listening to this old preacher one day, and he said, How many of y'all got a bunch of people you hate? <laughs> no, nobody raised their hand. And he said, Okay, how many of y'all lying? And nobody raised their hand. He said, okay, so I know y'all have people you hate, and I know you're lying. So here's the thing. Here's the deal. Everybody you hate, go take them a pie. Go take them a pie. Go bless them. Man, we had more pies given that week. I'm telling you. The point is, if you don't do something with that, it's going to fester. You can't critique everybody else and eventually not begin to critique your mate. You can't judge everybody's parenting style and then think that it's only going to be external and it's not going to come and you're going to begin to judge each other. The Bible says take these thoughts captive. God is for you. God loves you. And he will not abandon you. You guys come up. You guys come up. What I'm asking you to do is stir it up. Stir it up. There's a song we used to sing back in the day, and it is, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart, down in my heart, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart, and I'm so, come on, okay, okay. Okay, now listen, listen. You're going to have to stir it up. It doesn't say, I have the feelings of joy when everybody makes me happy. I got the feelings of joy when everybody makes me happy. When my boss listens and my marriage people listen and my kids do everything I want and clean up, I'm going to be happy. Come on. That's not what it says. Don't miss next week. We're going to talk about the strength that God has provided in joy. Let me give you this thought. We, we hear this all the time. The joy of the Lord is our strength. A lot of people think 
Thinking about God brings joy, but that's not what it says. It says the joy of the Lord. Listen to what I'm saying. God is this, and he is our strength. Not when we think about it, it is our strength. He is the substance. Come on. And I believe we've got to let some things go. Who are you mad at? Who are you frustrated? There's a brighter day. There's a brighter day. Let it all go. Let it all go. Come on. Gossiping won't stir your faith. Isolation won't stir your faith. Here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to remember that God will never leave you or forsake you. And I'm asking you, listen, to humble yourself instead of being the avenue that humbles everybody else. Repent. Turn your heart to God. Talk to Him about your hurts, your habits, and your hang-ups. Don't distance yourself from Him. Deny yourself. Let go of that weight and begin to live. Come on, look at me. In brighter days. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.